We're also online for you at WRQK.com. If you missed anything yesterday, you can podcast it right there. It is Tuesday. So at 9 o'clock, you get New Tour Tuesday, which is new Taylor Swift, new Chris Jansen, and not-so-new Five Finger Death Punch as they're just covering a song by The Offspring, a band I actually really, really like. I like The Offspring a lot, so I'm a little interested to hear that Five Finger. Joined every day by the able-bodied Matthew Fantone. Buddy, did you work last night? I did not work last night. Oh, I, I, did, I did not. You were a little later than normal. I was like, ah, maybe you had a Christmas bar thing. No, 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 no. I actually had some running around I had to do this morning. <laughs> so, what? like, I know it's like, what, what did you possibly have At to do At 5 o'clock morning? in the morning? No, there was just something I forgot to do yesterday, and I was like, ooh, I better take care of that before, you know, before, oh, right. before you know, I get in trouble for it. So, no, I just had to do some running around. So, sorry I was a little late this morning. No, I mean, it's all good. I just was like, man, he must have just, you know, slept in a little because of the Christmas bar. I thing. will be at the Christmas bar tonight though so oh. I, I don't know if anybody out there listening is looking to looking to drink some Rudolph teenies but tonight is the night I still haven't been yeah dude you gotta make an appearance sometime I mean I, I know uh, it's uh are you working Friday uh no Saturday Friday I'm working a charge game all right if I am not working and I haven't looked at my schedule if I have if I'm not working at the Agora Saturday then because I don't want to go if you're not working right well yeah I mean well it wouldn't make you know any I mean? sense but, um, um, but I just feel like I mean I don't want to I don't want to sully the bad name or, or the good name of that Christmas bar, but I just feel like I don't want to offend any women here. That place has got to be like MILF Central, right? Oh, yeah, dude. I mean, you might be getting in towards GILF Central right there. I mean, one might be saying it's crawling with them. <laughs> but um, what I will definitely say is Saturday, I believe my parents and like a couple other members of my family are coming down during oh. like the afternoon, evening, and then I think my girlfriend's parents are going to be at the bar Sounds uh, like the perfect later, night for me to get hammered and be inappropriate. Later, later in the evening, so you'll have plenty of opportunity there, I think. Interesting. Um, I now have met all of the parents. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I have yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. I, you know what I mean? Because yeah. I, I forget where we were, but you just introduced me to Long uh, Haul Against Hunger. That's right. That's where right. We were. That's right. That's right. So I, uh, I saw this on Twitter right before, right before we went live. But we have some breaking okay. news out of Wayne County, where a manhunt currently underway for James Bubba Schmidt, who's wanted for Jeez. leading police on a high speed chase through Wayne County and firing gunshots. At Worcester Cops. James Bubba Schmidt. Yeah, James Bubba Schmidt is on okay. the run there. I just, I mean, honestly, it's breaking from Cleveland 19 News on Twitter just like like two minutes ago. Yeah, I saw, um, I think it was WKYC posted up something about this a couple minutes ago, and I, go- I Googled the guy's name because I was like, all right, well, let's get some more information. Um, he was involved in a, uh, you know, not surprising here, but he was involved in another police chase like five years ago. So I saw that and I was like, oh, this is outdated information. But then I read more, and so I think this guy's involved in his second, uh, his second runaway here. All right, this is. This will be a weird examination into me. Okay. As a person. Okay. Okay. All right. I I understand why you can't. Okay. And 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 it's an it, it's inappropriate and a lot of bad things gonna happen. But I gotta admit that I'm a little sad my life will end without like having the balls to take cops on a high speed chase. I don't want to fire at them. No. Right? <laughs> right? And I know I mean it's inappropriate cuz you I mean there's pedestrians, oh, there's other cars, there's a wrong. million yeah. things that are wrong with that. But it, you got to admit and honestly once and I don't care who you are, they're going to catch you. Right? They got a helicopter, they got everything. They dude, they're going to find you and jail would suck. Like that part would suck. And I'm terrified of jail. But I got to admit, what I mean what rivals the adrenaline rush of like peeling away from the, from the law and like going on the run, like nothing rivals the adrenaline of that. What jumping out of a plane? 
Yeah, even, after an eight-hour class. I mean, don't get me yeah, wrong. It's even still, that, it's y- still a dangerous thing, right? But I'm preparing for the danger. Like uh, jumping out of a plane <laughs> because the plane is going down. Different. That's probably comparable. But jumping out of it because you went and you paid, you know, seventy-five bucks. Yeah. And you took the eight-hour class, and now you're strapped to an instructor. Still great, right? Where you're right. There is probably a difference in the adrenaline high alone. Your, of like, your brain is for eight hours. Your brain is preparing itself to be out of there. Right. Where, like, you run from the cops. It's that moment. It just happened. You didn't wake up that day and say, I'm going to go pull in front of three cops, do something stupid, and then peel Speed out. Speed right off, right? That's a moment. That's an in-the-moment decision. And I got to admit, the adrenaline, every time I see it in a movie, I'm like, dude, the ball, that's a man. I am a puss. That's a man. I, I don't know why that is. I don't know if this is true or not, but I am seeing here 18% of high-speed police chases, people get away. So, I mean, that's almost 20%, wow. one in five. So, I don't know. I mean, that's a number I'm pulling off the internet. So, I can't necessarily say, well, this is proof fact. Ah, it's but close enough. 18%. So, like, I don't know. I mean, uh, people do get away. 20, 18%. Man, don't round up. No. <laughs> so, don't round up. And, I mean, you got to think it's going to get tougher and tougher as technology improves. And you're right. They got helicopters. I know they've got, they those, got, everything they've got those GPS darts that they can shoot at you and, like, those little attached to your Worcester car. Them. Oh, right. But, nonetheless, I mean, still. Well, spike strips and everything else. This dude's got a chance. I mean, I hope he doesn't make it. No, but, I hope, no know, honestly. I hope you, a, no, right. again, dude, he fired at cops. Get this guy. Throw him away. You know, put him away and, you know, throw away the key and all that. I'm just saying. There is a little bit of me that wishes that that was like, dude, like that should be like a camp activity. Like, right. you know how you hear about those adult camps? Right. Like, if, dude, if that was adult camp, I think I would do it. Like, virtual reality, when they can make that that real, where I can feel like I have that moment. Because admit it, like that is like one of those things. I don't want to call it bucket list because not to say no. like I'm going to do it. But there will be that moment on my deathbed where I'm like, man, I want to know what that felt like. I, I would say that you know, well, maybe you take you know like a um, uh, driving course or something like that, and they can give you some sort of like. But that's 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 like taking the eight hour course and exactly spending seventy five bucks. It'd be a little. Right. It'd be a little insight into it. I, it's just like I remember like when I was growing up in Aurora Shores, right? And like they had like curfew for people under the age of eighteen, right. and like you would see the cops and you would. Have the run like that what i for some reason that is a good feeling i don't know what that is that is a good feeling yeah that's different you being a teenager and like scattering from a party different than like fundamentally running from the police <laughs> no i get into an automobile yes. you know what i'm saying like those are but I, I i i will take your point there but no but again like running from the it's not just the fact that it's the cops it's the fact that it's a hundred miles per hour, right. you know, pedal down, weaving in and out of traffic. Do you have the skills? Are you the wheel man? <laughs> you know I mean, like, there, I don't know what that is, but there's just something in me that is like pissed about the fact that I'm not going to know what that feels like. We, uh, we are going to have to make sure we get the picture of this James Bubba. What was it? James Bubba Schmidt. Schmidt. We'll have to make sure we get that on WRQK.com. I mean, I don't mind, you know, like honestly, as exciting as all that sounds, we probably, it uh, looks like he's got a black eye. Um, I wouldn't be surprised there, right? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, like, like it's going away. Like, it went away like okay. a little bit. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't be surprised and necessarily found out he's been involved in some physical altercations as Again, well. You know, this is local here, so I don't want anybody, th- you know, thinking I'm making light of what's happening out here in Worcester or whatever. But it's just like there is something about that feeling. You think he's listening right now? 
Very I mean, real possibility. I mean, if the car he stole was already on Rock 106.9, I mean, dude, if you're like in a police chase and you're like changing. Oh, dude, I mean, you're switching around. You're finding what you want to oh, hear. Dude, if you think you're skimming the soundtrack, like I doubt that's what happens. I don't. I mean, dude, I don't know. I mean, do you think you're one hand in it? You know, I doubt yeah, it. Yeah, no, I think you probably go back to like You're not normal. relaxed. No, I bet that's actually, I bet that's one of the times where you're actually 10 and 2. I bet you, I, I bet you that especially somebody, you or I or like, you know, John Q public probably would be like in that heightened sense but dude if you're a criminal who's been involved in this type of stuff before I bet you this is very commonplace to him he's probably scanning around you know listening to seeing what's on seeing what's that dude I bet you he's a ratio listener I'll bet you a dog I I don't doubt the fact that he is a previous listener Amy says the 18% of people that get away from police chases are probably on motorcycles Okay. Now, I don't know about all 18%, okay. but Amy, I'm willing to bet there would be, I bet, out of that 18%, I would probably say almost double digit. Yeah, because, I mean, that, you know, you got to think with a motorcycle, I don't know, a, a performance-type vehicle that's, that's designed to go fast, where if you steal, like, a, you know, a, a, a Chevy Cruze, that's not necessarily going to be as, you know, efficient of a getaway vehicle. Right, there. I mean, yeah, I mean, motorcycles can just do things that cars mm, can't. Yeah, the cars can't, so. Corey uh, tweets in and says, at age 50, you're giving yourself cigarettes and hooks. At age oh, yeah. 70, he's like, put the pedal to Hell the floor. Yeah, Police chase. Now, oh, at yeah. seven, see, here's the thing about that. He's kind of right. Because at 70, it's like, is jail Hobbs bad jail? Right? Most of your food, <laughs> I don't want my food and solids anyway. You know? <laughs> and I'm 70. And like, I, I would think that at, at a certain age, if you go into prison, like the hardcore dudes, like who were there to beat everybody up and like murder you and shiv you and all that stuff, are probably going to leave a seventy-year-old dude alone, right? Mm, I don't know, dude. I feel like you'd be easy prey at that. Nah, point. dude. I bet you're bad, Grandpa. You walk in there, like, dude. That dude's seventy and led cops on like a three-state chase. I bet. I bet you're like the hero. You know what I mean? It's like, yeah, dude. I ran and crapped my pants all on the same trip. <laughs> I bet, I, you know what I mean? If this ends horribly today. Right, right. Like, this entire break's getting deleted from yeah. the podcast. The yeah, I, 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 would have to, I would have to imagine. Stick around. Let's see where the show goes from here. There's more of it next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Show. Nine o'clock is new Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Taylor Swift, new Chris Jansen, and uh, well, not so new Five Finger Death Punch. They're actually covering the Offspring's uh, "Gone Away." Five Finger Death Punch. They love cover songs, don't they? Uh, you know who else followed that model? And they're a very similar band. They're pretty much you could say they're you could say Five Finger pretty much stole their whole gimmick. Is Disturbed? Disturbed was the same way. They put it. They put a cover on every record. It's not. Here's the thing. As long as you're good. As long as your music can stand on its own, I don't think that, honestly, a cover every now and again is probably a good move. I mean, a big part of what makes a song successful in a mainstream, like, radio, you know, hit fashion is recognizability and being able to hear a song and know that you've heard that before. And I know people are going to be like, oh, we want to hear new stuff, blah, 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 blah. It's like, <sighs> even the new stuff, though, you want it to sound like something you've heard before. And that's so, why everybody follows a formula. Right. So when you take, you know, what is it? What offspring? song is it why don't you get a job no it's gone away all right so uh, you take that song which is a smash hit gone away it's a staple of rock radio i uh, i wouldn't be surprised to find out the five finger probably has a little hit on their hand right here I really like The Offspring. I always have. Defy You, I thought was a great song. Um, I like them, and then I got out of middle school, and I was like, eh, I'm done with it. See, I, I, I get what you're saying, because some of their stuff is puby. And, like, so why don't you get a job like I'm not wild about, right? But give me Defy You, that song, what was it, off the that, that soundtrack? 
The kids are all right. Like, I'll take that one. Um, Gone Away was a great song. There's a couple. I, I mean, I'm forgetting the names of them now. But, like, I really like that band. I thought they were. Always, I always thought they were pretty good. They now some of that stuff, like you know, hit that and all that, was a little puby. They got a little too Blink One Eighty Two there for a hot minute. But I like them overall. I'm interested about this. So I, uh, I'm, no, I'm, I'm interested about that uh, that Five Finger cover. So I, I'm going to, uh, well, you know, I'm going to my mom's house for, uh, you know, for the Christmas there. Indeed, you are. Yeah, I'm. Uh, I'm leaving on the 22nd. Man, and dude, that's coming up closer than we think. Yeah. Honestly, it feels like it's a far way away because I know you and me are a little bit like ah, this place. But honestly, it's not going to be long, and a uh, Christmas vacation will, exactly. uh, will, will be happening. So I'm going to go, and I'm excited about it. You know what I mean? It, it is going to be a little awkward because my family's a little strange in the sense that we don't talk like a lot. Like I'll talk to my brother a little bit here and there. And like I talked to my mom on Thanksgiving, she called or whatever, and we, you know, we did a little bit of that. But like we don't speak a lot, and so like now I'm just gonna get off the plane and I'm gonna be in this person's house, and I'm gonna be like, oh, well, you know, we don't talk a whole lot, but now we're all here together. And I, but I am excited about it. I, I think it's, it's good. Overall, I'm worried that my mom's not gonna be here that much longer, and I, what I don't want is to be sitting here. And going, man, I should have just went and done that. Like, what was I thinking? Yeah, I mean, right? don't get me wrong. Yeah, there's going to be a point when you're out there in Vegas where it's like, oh, my God, what the hell did I do this for, dude? What am, oh, I, yeah. what am I doing here? Oh, no, dude, I'm there like six days. Like, it's like, yeah, I think I fly back on the 20th. Yeah, I take the red eye out on the 28th. I actually fly. Dude, I get back here at like 445 in the morning. Jeez. Yeah, no, it's brutal. Um, but it's a direct flight, which I'll take. So the point, yeah, dude, I'm there like six days. And so once... Once my brother and I catch up, and I'm like three days in, and it's just my mom like sitting there like shopping with me. I, yeah, it, it will it, it will be too much, right? But it'll be it'll be good overall. Now I bring this up because, you know, I thought my mom did some weird things for the holidays, and I thought my mom just did some weird things in general. But a a mom is like caught some attention on like Reddit and like those kind of sites and like okay. Pinterest and that. All right. Because she's charging everybody that's coming to her house for Christmas dinner. Like, everybody that's coming to her house for the holiday, she's charging them $35 a head. Now, she says she normally has quite a bit of people there. Like, last year, it was 18 people she had at her house. And so she's like, you know what? I'm sick of, like, putting this money out and worry about going broke to make sure everybody gets the kind of food that they want and gets enough of the food that they want. And she's like, so I just, I figured it out. I calculated it. At $35 a head, everybody has a great night. And they get all the food and booze that we normally go through and this and that. And I started, at first I was like, well, that's nuts, right? Like, that's crazy. But when you start thinking about what can go into holiday food, like a lot of it's seafood, which, I mean, a lot of times, dude, Thanksgiving, you know, or I'm sorry, you know, Christmas Eve, Christmas, it's like shellfish and shrimp, which is not cheap. Well, and I mean, even if, dude, even if you're just slanging out pizza rolls, like at the end of the day, if, 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 God damn, does Fanta love pizza? Well, but rolls? I mean, I'm just saying, it's, a, you know, even if you're serving up ramen noodles, at the end of the day, that's all coming out of your pocket. And like, I understand that regardless where you are, you know, as a family, like, it, that shouldn't that financial burden shouldn't fall on one person or one family out of like the extended family there. That's just not fair. And you think about it, and you're like thirty five bucks to eat dinner at my mom's. You know, and at first you're like, that's insane, right? But if I said to you we were going to go to like a Christmas like party like at a bar type restaurant, yeah. and they were gonna get it was gonna be thirty five bucks, but you could eat and drink everything you wanted, you would be like, hell yeah, that's a bargain. It's a great deal. Yeah, you bargain. totally you would totally sign up for that. Meanwhile, dude, the food coming out of your mom's kitchen you probably trust more 
Right? Right. All right. You know what I mean? And, you know, you're in an environment where you're not out in public where you're probably going to enjoy it more because you're only around people that you like. And you have to think, too, like, don't get me wrong, all all the money is important, but, like, dude, you're putting in major hours into something like this. I I talk to my mom about that all the time. Time is important. Yeah, I mean, your time is worth something to you, and it's like, you know, I mean, it's not like you should be paying, you know, I guess, you know, your family members to, like, hang out with them, but it's like, dude, hey, this took all day for me to prepare this took a ton of money for me to prepare i had to go to giant eagle three different times yesterday like i can understand at the very least why there's some frustration i guess maybe the answer to that and maybe like the answer to it without it being like a monetary thing is well then you probably need to stop preparing everything and you need to start delegating that out to other people yeah but i think what happens there man is that somebody's not good at it and then people fight over what they should make and now she makes a better this and i make a better this and then you know you know billy does better ribs than you know john and it just becomes that then i think right and again i i think if you're the kind of person who's looking at it like you're paying your family members to hang out i think it says more about you than it does about the person who's actually charging the money yeah because really it's i'm not asking you to pay me to hang out with me. I'm just asking that you help me financially make sure we can all do this. Right. I guess, you know, it, it was one thing 50 years ago when it was like, like hey, the patriarch of the family shelled it out. Right. And everyone kind of had the money there and it was no big deal. And it was like, well, grandma wants to do this. But nowadays, you're right, where it's like both people are working. Nobody's got two dimes to rub together. Like, you know, yeah. y- 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 you've got all these different things going on in your life. And now you're expected to do this huge thing. And at that point, you're right. Not even it's, you know, yes, you're making food. Yes, you're doing all these different things. But dude, you're, 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 you're preparing your house, you're cleaning your house, you're decorating your house, then after it's all said and done, you have to undo all of that, so like, dude, it's a major time commitment there. It's one of those things where, honestly, as a kid, I always thought my parents were nuts around the holidays. You know what I mean? Like, why are they nuts? And it's like, oh, yeah, this is why. Right. Now, as an adult, I realize, because you're spending all of your time, and then on top of that, uh, more money than what my parents probably had for you know for these dinners and people to come over and all this stuff and just to have then two ungrateful idiot kids tell right, them what failures they are I hate this dad you're the worst having a, right just be miserable through all the whole experience. So now you're here, you are. You haven't slept. You're stressed out, and you spent every last dime right. for this stuff, all for your kids to call you more. Yeah, you know you're starting next year financially burdened. You're not going to be able to like you know get a good start on the year. <laughs> yeah, dude, it's a terrible situation. Honestly, why do they put why do they put all these holidays at the end of the year, dude? Maybe if this was like summertime, would it feel a little bit easier? You could do a backyard barbecue. You could do like burgers and stuff. Nah, I just think honestly, what it is is that the the older you get, they're just like, dude, congratulations. Man, you made it through another one. Here's a couple of holidays to celebrate. It's awful. You just, it's a carb onslaught for two months because you made it through the rest <laughs> of the year. I just, I don't, nothing my mom, like, is your mom a good enough cook to charge money? Um, yeah, like, my mom's a pretty good cook. She really, really, is. yeah, she really is, dude. She's a lunch lady. She's a she's a cook by profession, right there. Ah, well, so no, there you go. I mean she she does. She makes good stuff. But that's the thing is, my mom would never sign up for this. this no, be, my mom you know, wouldn't either. This would be one of those things where, like, I don't know, it would almost feel like embarrassing to ask for. You know what I mean? That's exactly how my mom would be. Even though my mom, my, your mom, and I, and my mom differ in this one regard. My mom would want to. Like my mom will sit, like she'll hear this, she'll listen to the podcast, and she'll sit there and think Christmas Day. About, Man, I should charge the answer and be like, money. that fat moron <laughs> sat there and was like, yeah, you kind of see how it can happen, blah blah blah, this and that, and won't, and she, and it, it would bother her, I think, but like she doesn't, like I'm excited, like my mom's gonna make pasta. 
Okay. And like I'm excited for that. Like she is great at that. Like she's fantastic at that. But outside of that, my mom doesn't really make much that it's like, oh, like that's gonna be fantastic. Like my brother's the cook in the family. Like I can't wait. Like if my brother was making all the dinners, it would be worth thirty five bucks for sure. Like not even close. Now see, he's gonna turn me upside down, take the <laughs> coins out of my pocket, shake out like dinner money out of me. That what a dick. More Stansbury show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansbury Show. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 1069. If you haven't heard, there's a manhunt underway for James Bubba Schmidt. This started in Worcester. He took cops on a chase, uh, actually fired upon them. He's in a gray SUV with rear end damage. And uh, we have the license plate here. It's EXS2816. And that SUV was stolen. I was right about that. I had speculated and I ended up being right about that. Yeah, keep an eye out. Um, the police ask for the public's help in situations like this for a reason. It's because it helps. And, like, honestly, if if we can get this dude off the streets, the sooner the better. Amen. All right. I I like to bear all when all right. I can. Right. Right? And I'm not, and I and I feel like I do a pretty good job of like admitting things that I would nor that I, that I should be. I ultimately I would think embarrassed about, right? And uh, and we all have a lot of fun at my expense when we can. But I got to be honest with you, man. I'm not wild about this one. All right, Which I'm going to do it. Everyone else is going to be wild about. I, it. I, I'm going to do right. it, but I'm 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 hesitant. All right. I I'm obviously not the first person to th- to think this thought, and that is. I wish thinking about working out did as much for your body as actually working out would do for your body. I, Phantom, the amount of time that I spend in the afternoon daydreaming, not about winning the lottery or banging out chicks or all this stuff, but being the kind of person who would go to the gym again. (laughs) Like, because I used to be that guy. I used to be a gym rat a little bit. Okay. And there was a stretch of time where that was true of me. And so, like, I will sit, like, yesterday was one of these days. I was just sitting there binge watching just episode after episode of like Sons of Anarchy. Okay. Just not just wasting away. Just sitting there just wasting my life away. Has Sons of Anarchy gotten any better for you? It honestly that show does get a little better once you get into it a little bit more. Okay. Like the first couple of episodes of the first season were rough. I mean, the acting was really bad. That kid that plays Jax can act a little bit, but it does get a little better. Okay. It gets a little better, right? And and I had already watched it originally, you know what I mean, before. So I had already seen it. And guys, yesterday on Facebook, this is so funny, guys were like, Stansbury, that is the wrong kind of show to binge. It was not meant to be, you know, watched that way and digested that way. As if Sons of Anarchy is this great piece of artistic expression. It's about biker dudes like i mean dude i lived in northern california southern oregon where that whole kind of thing takes place dude i've seen enough of that like i don't you know what i mean it's not sons of anarchy is not this great piece of art i will say some shows are designed specifically like netflix puts their shows out knowing that you're going to binge them and it's harder to binge other shows i'm very anti-binging i really am i feel like i feel like you don't appreciate things when you that is true that is totally true a little bit of time to to digest there i don't know if sons of anarchy you're right is, is is the right avenue so anyway you know we got a little sidetracked there i'm just like wasting my life away right? okay right and but it's been on my mind a lot lately about how i would like to get back in the gym okay and lately is like just so you know this is six months where it's like every day i'm sitting there thinking about it like today i'm gonna go today i'm gonna go right and then i don't go no and it's frustrating 
especially in our situations where it's like, dude, because I got the time. the time. Right. You don't have to not do it. Like well, some people's like, dude, I listen. I'd love to go, but I just can't. And I understand that for you and I, it's just like, now we could go. But well, especially when you no. think about the fact that if you just did an hour, three or four times a week, so four hours a week, four hours a week. You'd be in great shape. Yeah, I mean, you, you and I You'd be both, in great shape. Both know we, I know it. I've done it. We both waste four hours a, a week on a regular basis. There's no question Get about that. Get paid to do it daily. Yeah. You, okay. All right. Here's just four hours of wasted time. So I, so I think I hit a bottom today. All right. Oh God, I just this is this is one of those things where again, I think most men would not want to admit this because it's like, dude, I'm a weak puss, and I don't want to have to admit it. But it happened today at work where I hit a wall, where I came in today, and we have a really bad coffee machine. So long story short, I bought a coffee machine, brought it into the building so Fantone and I can have some decent coffee, right? And so we obviously need water to fill it. And we have a five-gallon water jug thing here, bottle thing that we have here. And I love having that thing here. So I fill up like a a gallon thing that we keep in the office to fill our coffee machine with. And so I empty the five-gallon thing out. And I'm like, all right, well, be a good coworker and put a new one in there. Yeah, I mean, you can't just walk away from it. Like, right, that's being a dick. Right, especially as like, you I'm know, trying to be employee of the month. Especially, especially as like an able-bodied man. I can understand why Linda, well, the front desk lady, isn't quite capable of picking that thing up and slanging it around. Oh, I bet she's Schwarzenegger's head. <laughs> okay. No, I'm telling you, all dude, right. that brought us strong. All right, so Linda, okay. So I'm like, all right, well, so then I take the empty, rip it out of there, right? Yeah. Youth and vigor, just yank, just yank, yank, yank okay. the empty out, right? Yeah. And I set it down next to like the row of like full ones, the way you're supposed to. And I bent down to grab the full one, and it was <laughs> difficult to lift a five gallon <laughs> bottle of water. Like there was a wincing moment where I realized, like, oh my! And then I realized, like, how long ago it's been since I've been like an, like I've been to the gym recently, but how long it's been since I was like a gym rat? It's been like six, seven years. It's not like this was like a year ago and man, I've just like slacked this last year. It's been a while and I'm aging. So it's like, I was like hit with this moment this morning where it's like, oh my God. Like I've hit that moment where like legitimately my muscles and my body have just gone, nah, dude, you've got just, you have gone too far with not doing stuff and we can't do stuff. We don't know how to do stuff. Is this the beginning of the Stansberry turnaround? Is this I doubt the rock it. bottom moment? Is this where the training montage starts? I doubt it. Because <laughs> it's, no, because hear me out. Because yesterday was supposed to be that. Okay. Right? Right. But then I went home and I forgot that I had some leftover pizza and I was like, well. And then somebody at work gave me like a new method to reheat pizza, which I, I'm going to put it in the oven, guy. Right? I don't really like microwave pizza. Okay. Because like, I like, dude, me and pizza, we got a good relationship. Okay. So I try to respect the dough. You know what I mean? And so it goes back into the oven. And somebody told me yeah, here yesterday at work, now you just take a frying pan out, put it on like, you know, lo, you know, low medium or whatever, and you just set them in there and it'll crisp. And the problem is, is that the, the bottom gets real nice and like warm and crisp, but then the cheese doesn't like remelt and doesn't. Throw, throw a lid on that one, maybe? You I, know that's what, what I thought. And they lid? said no, so I went no lid or whatever. So today was supposed to be the day. Like so after so I went home there was three <laughs> slices of pizza left ate all three of those okay. what up pizza all oven right. it was pretty good all right right and so then the rest of the day then I ate normal I ate well is what I'm saying like I ate the right things and today I'm gonna go to the grocery store and I'm gonna like try to get back on the food aspect of it and I will do that like I can do that like I can get the food I can eat the food I can do that but there's something and I joined the Y you can walk to it from my house 
And there's just part of it where it was like, yeah, I'm going to do it. And then, no, I won't. Like, I'll go home and I'll, and here's the other thing, is I will sit there bored and think to myself, I am so effing bored, I wish I had something to do right now. And I'll think, oh, well, the gym would do that. And I'll actually, dude, it's, uh -oh. dude, it's gone, Fantone, it's gone so far <laughs> where I've gotten up and gotten dressed in gym clothing. And then sat back down, I was like, yeah, I don't know who I was kidding, I'm not going. Do you think maybe you would be better served with like a like a Bowflex or like a Total Gym or something like that? Then you could work out at home. I'll tell you what I really wish I had. What is that? Oh, I <laughs> I wish I had a gym where I could you know, and they probably have one here, like that has all that like new age stuff where you flip tires and you're like shaking the ropes and like all that like the UFC type training type thing. I think not. I don't want to be grappling, right? Like. <laughs> Dude, a lot of that training, I think, dude, you kind of, you're kind of tricking yourself into the fact that you're exercising. You know what I mean? There's plenty of places like that. I know there's a CrossFit gym up on Everhard right there. Really? I know the Canton Boxing Gym will run you through the uh, run you through the ringer right there. I want to um, flip tires around. There's an MMA place. You ever up done here. that? There's a, there's an MMA place, dude. But here's what I'm going to say to you: is why do you feel like why do you feel like going advanced is the way to go? Like why wouldn't the steps of the ladder be like, well, all right, hey, I'm maybe sure if I are. take a walk. And then maybe if I jog, and then maybe if I run, then I'll be able to flip tires. Why are you talking to me like I'm four why years old right it, now? Why is, it, why is it from zero to 100? Is, 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 I don't feel like that's a good plan. Because two tricks good. Okay. I'm not sure. I don't think flipping tires is 100. Have you ever done that? I've done it. I mean, yeah. And like the kettlebell thing. Like, dude, I like working out like that. I, 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 I feel like those are advanced courses where, dude, you're, you're struggling. You're struggling with a water bottle, bro. <laughs> dude, I got to tell you, like, I bent down. I went to go pick that thing up. And I maybe it was because it was 430 in the morning. Like, and that's how, dude, I sold that to myself as I was walking totally. out. Of it. Totally. You know what I mean? Because at first I was like, well, like, it's not overboard this year. You did get it in the machine. Like, you got it up and in. Like, so that's good, right? And then, you know, I walked out and I was like, ah, it's just early. And then I, like, as I, I started, like, reprepping the show and I, and then it hit me. I was like, dude, look at you just giving your fat American ass excuses. It's not early. This is the, dude, you do things at this time of day every day. This is your schedule. Dude, the wincing that took place while I, while I grabbed that handle. Dude, if I have to ask a woman to replace that five water. Linda, that, come in here. <laughs> I'm not, I tell you. I might hang myself in here. Woman's 80 years old, 80 pounds, and she's picking that thing up, throwing it out her shoulder. Maybe she's my Mick. Mickey. <laughs> maybe, maybe she's my Mickey. Get her a little beanie hat. Whole thing. She teach me how to punch with the other hand. Linda will turn me into a tough dude. I like it. <laughs> I love it. More Sandsbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. Rock 106.9. You're getting new to Tuesday. It's new Taylor Swift, new Chris Jansen, and uh, not so new Five Finger Death Punch as they're covering the offspring's gone away. I wonder if they're going to do a Five Finger Death Punch monologue in the middle of it. Oh, chalk lines on the pavement. Chalk oh, lines. Yeah. All that stuff. Ashes to ashes, butts oh. to holes. It's like, geez, guys, you got to calm down over there. Yeah, I, I, they are a little pretentious. But a here's little. the thing. Again, like Five Finger, though. It's cheesy boy band metal. It totally is. But it's good. Not like I would know as we were talking about this before the break, but it's good gym music. It's good like stuff like that. Like I can get like I get why people get pumped up by Five Finger. Like it's not the deepest music you'll ever hear, but I get why people get like like pumped up over it. Like I get why it works at Rock on the Range. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, I mean if I you're going to if you're going to be crushing Monster Energy drinks, right. Five Finger Death Punch is the soundtrack for you. 
strippers missing teeth. Like if you're, you know what I mean. If that's your life, like that's a good soundtrack for. It. Like I get it. So we'll take a listen and see if they uh, have done the offspring any justice there. Also, nine thirty, we get choked up with a four pack of tickets for the Can't Charge game. Nice, nice. Yeah. Can't Charge lost a heartbreaker last night. Bummed out about that. But the Cleveland Cavaliers, dude, rattled off their 12th victory in a row last nice. night. Dude, that's that's impressive stuff. 13 is the uh, is the record for the Cavaliers. So right? uh, fingers crossed the Cavaliers can uh, can pull that with victory off. I didn't watch this last night, but apparently that Pittsburgh and Cincinnati game was just like a mess. And I believe like the last couple of times those teams have played, it's been like nothing but like ejections and fines and fights and I mean, there's no love lost there between the Steelers and Bengals. Like, they hate one another. No, I think there was a couple of hits last night that were uh, questionable. And uh, Let me I, guess, Vontez Perfect was uh, involved? Yeah, he was a part of it. And uh, I think it was the other dude, Juju something. Juju Smith. Something, something like Schuster that. Schuster or something. Yeah. Um, and uh, I guess there was a dude from the Steelers who it didn't even, I looked, I watched the hit this morning. It didn't even look like he had hit that hard. But I guess he has like a spinal like issue. That, Dear God, you know, really? he, he got he got hit, and last night he was laying there, and the announcers were like, "He can't move his legs. He can't move his legs." So it's a dangerous game, dude. Yeah, I saw a guy tweet who played in the NFL. He's like, "You got to be certifiably crazy to play NFL football." It's like, eh. or financially motivated. It's it's one of those two things. I mean, I I got to admit, I like I got to imagine, I should say, that if you took the salary away from professional football, are guys doing that? Like if you paid him no. like a, like if you paid him like a FedEx guy, no. I think guys would be like, ah, there's I can make this money doing something less strenuous than this. Yeah, if you were paying him forty thousand right. dollars a year, no, why would you put your body through that? Even it, that's an interesting question. If if everything else in professional football stayed exactly the same, meaning you got trading cards, little kids love you, you're selling merch, maybe right. you're a star everywhere you go, but the salary was like a, an average Joe. Are you risking what NFL football does to your body for that? Now you're getting the fame, and a lot of dudes could get drunk on that. Fifty years ago, guys were doing that. I mean, they were still making more money than your average Joe, but it's not we like they were multi-millionaires. Now. We didn't know what we know now, right? But you didn't have the you didn't have the same knowledge, and you didn't have the same. Level of athlete, you didn't have the same hits. I mean, I know guys are gonna be like, "Well, Dick Buckus was the hardest ah, hitter on the face of the planet, bigger, stronger, faster and, and than right, ever before." Right. So, like, I, I don't know if I sign off on that. Guys that are average yeah. in the league now, I bet would have been stars back in the day. Then. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. Just based on athleticism alone, like but, a B plus guy would have been an A back in the day, right? But 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 there's dudes who make the claim that like, well, dude, LeBron couldn't even play in, in Jordan's yeah, NBA. The, so why those guys are nuts? So so why would you know six nines, two hundred whatever pounds it is, nothing but muscle. He's not gonna be, he's not gonna be able to move dudes around. That's a good point. What what all of a sudden LeBron doesn't have a fadeaway? Like come on. So but like you know, I guess the argument would translate into like, well, why would Joe Thomas be able to play in Dick Buckus's NFL? I don't. Yeah, I, I, it, you know, it gets weird when you start arguing like eras. Um, Ryan Shazier was the guy who got a spinal cord concussion last night, oh which I don't even God. know how the hell that is. That sounds terrible. Yeah. Like honestly, and I wake up sometimes and I'm like, oh man, I don't want to go. I don't want to go. I don't want to go talk about Ryan Shazier not being able to move. Like I get to move, I can't really do it all that well. But it's just because I'm lazy, not because anybody hit me. He'd still be able to pick up that five gallon water thing. I guarantee it. Just benching them. No leg movement. They got Roger Goodell in the NFL, dude. He's on the defensive right now. Do you see this? We I know we you know we we hit on this a little bit yesterday where I guess they're gonna take like I I guess it's like ninety million dollars. Yeah. 
and they're going to give it to like this players coalition. Yeah. For like some causes uh, that some of these guys have been kneeling over, right? And now people are freaking out about it. And I can't make sense of it. Okay? Because I have the list of the stuff they say they're going to donate this money to. Okay. And it's only a few. Okay? According to... This is from Fox News, too. Criminal justice reform. Law enforcement slash community relations. And education. Somebody explain to me on that list of those three things there, which one of those is bad? Um... There's going to be people who claim that there's no reason to donate to the causes of criminal justice because the justice system's ah, already dude, perfect. For a well, nation of people that got sucked into making a murderer, we can't we can't admit that the that, that, that the justice system might need a review. That to them, I'm sure, feels anti-cop. Oh, I, yeah, I, I think this is one of those things that to stupid people that will feel like anti-cop, right? I think to, to engaged people, and I hate to say that, but I feel that's how I feel about it. I'm sorry. There's, when, just saying it just the way they list it is criminal justice reform. I have no problem with that. We should always be looking at the criminal justice system and saying to ourselves, is this the right way? We're talking about punishing people and removing them from society, sometimes killing them. I'm okay with constantly looking at that system and saying, is this being done properly? I'm okay with that. Why wouldn't we be okay with that? Law enforcement community relations? I, Dude, I'm sorry. That that needs to happen in every community. I tell Lamar Sharp that every time we have him on. It's one of my favorite things about that dude is that he's constantly showing the community that there's another side to cops. They're not just the people who kick in your door and, and arrest you. So I'm okay with that, right? I was just out there last Saturday with Lamar donating toys for his Fill the Cruiser campaign. That's law enforcement community relations stuff. I'm of all for that. I think some people would point at that and say, well, then you don't need 30 more million dollars. You know what I mean? Like some people would point yeah. at that and be like, oh, it's, it's already fine. Dude, we figured out some things with breast cancer, too, but we still, you know what I mean? We still donate money to it. And like education, the final one here. Now, I'm sure there's some other stuff in here. And maybe if I read them all, I might be like, all right, well, I don't know if I would give money to that or this and that. I, but that's nitpicky if you ask me. But education, guys, that's the silver bullet with any problem. The more you understand it, the more you know about it, the, the, the better decisions and choices that I don't know that you will make, but that you could make about the, that issue. So you, you're going to tell me we're going to have a problem with the NFL donating part of their $90 million to education? Guys, come on. I think the problem is here is the NFL might have played their hand a little too quickly. Um, I know it feels like this problem with, 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 with you know protesting and all that has been an issue with the NFL for the past two years. Um, you should have waited for this season to be over. You should have made the move then. And when you made the move, it should have been made perfectly clear that, like, yes, these are the things we do, we're doing to, to help the causes that you guys care about, you the players care about. This is what we're doing. On the flip side of that, you have to give a little bit, too. This is the end of those protests. By just giving this money, it kind of feels like you're just giving in and you're letting, like, okay. you know. The, the anti-protest side would have loved that. But the pro-protest side would have hated it. And it gets sold as you're dancing for the man. And you're giving him what you want just for for a small piece of money. I mean, I, I, and I, as somebody who 100% supports a person's right to protest in a peaceful way that they see fit, um, 
I think my counter to that and that statement is like, what is your end game here, guys? What do you want? Do you want better relationships between police and community? Here's what we're doing to do we're that. We're starting it. Here's what we're doing to do that. Is a you, start enough? You well, I mean, you have to give a little. Well, I, I can't. I can't finish I'm, out of the gate. You right, know what I'm no, saying? I, like, I got to start. I agree with that. I'm just wondering if that would have been enough to appease that side. I doubt it. But I'm. But those three things, I'm totally okay with. Now, I will say. They should have used new money. Like, they're taking money from the breast cancer thing and, like, the the stuff that they're doing with the troops already. Like, they're taking money that's already allocated for other causes and then using that. Now, there, I would agree. Like, that struck me as strange. Like, you're the NFL. Just find, I know, like, dude, this sounds crazy, but find $100 million of new money. You're the NFL. You can find it. You can find 100. I mean, dude, what are there, 32 teams? I mean, split it up. Do what you gotta split do. Split it up. Three million a you team, I mean? right? Everybody, give me the beer money from two right. games or whatever it is, and we'll call it a day. You look at the way the NFL teams waste three million dollars on players on a regular basis. What up, yes, I mean you could have just very easily, you know, spread that money out, but but all three of those things, I like. So I guess I just want to know, like, what's motivating the anger about it? Because all three of those things benefit every community. Like, if you're making that about the fact that that one community is going to benefit from that over the other, I think you're nuts. And if that's what your problem is, then I, then I worry about where that motivation comes from. Like, I understand why when the kneeling started, how it looked anti-American and, it like, disrespecting the flag. I totally get it. That's how it landed for me in the beginning, too. So I, that I get. But saying that we need more education in this country and that we need a better relationship between police and community... Now... For those of you that don't think we do, okay? You mean to tell me when you're on the freeway and you see a cop coming up behind you with the red and blue lights, that, that there's not a little bit of fear that comes with that a little bit? They'll say, nope, I would have my hands at 10 and 2. The officer would pull me over. I would, you know, show them my license and my registration. And, you're lying. I, I mean, we all fear it a little bit. It's all a little bit of a situation where there's some fear in it. Now, sometime, now, here's, now here's where it gets really interesting is that most of the time for you and I, I would imagine most of you listening, the fear is, oh, no, this is going to cost me some money. Right. For other, that's not, for other people, that's not necessarily where, where that fear comes from. And again, I, you got to remember, I'm the guy that tells you Twitter wildly exaggerates the other side of this. But there is the other side of it where this stuff does happen. It, I, I can't sit in here and say that stuff doesn't happen. I think it's wildly exaggerated by Twitter. But it does go down. And so that is going to be on people's minds. And if... <laughs> a little bit of money from the NFL helps solve that. I'm sorry. I'm not going to foam at the mouth over the NFL donating money to that. I'm not. I would agree that they should have found new money for it. I, I, that, I think that would have made everybody feel better. It would have made people less angry about the fact that you were taking it away from breast cancer awareness. And it would have appeased the players saying, oh, man, look how much they really care about this. They're not just going to nick and tuck, you know, nip and tuck from like two other places here. They're going to find a way to br- create new money for this. It, to me, it looks like the NFL cares more about it if you give new money to it. So I would have done that, but I, I, I'm again. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna rake the end. You know, the NFL over the coals or, or, over meeting people halfway. I'm just not gonna do it. Not when the education's the thing where they're gonna put the money. I think we need that. There's another war raging now. Again, uh, you know, there's more movement now in the Ohio minimum wage. We'll get into that next on Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you at wrqk.com. And at 8:30, gonna get you hooked up with foreigner tickets. They're bringing White Snake. And Jason Bonham's Led Zeppelin to that uh, as well. That uh, that show will be up blossom, I believe. It's July, correct? 
We'll pass out those tickets at 8.30. Win them before you can buy them right there. That's right. Beat the box office. I believe they go on sale Friday morning. And then 9 o'clock, it's New Tour Tuesday, brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino. You're getting new Taylor Swift, new Chris Jansen, new Five Finger Death Punch, actually just covering the offspring there, uh, doing their song Gone Away, which was a song I always really, really liked. So as long as Five Finger doesn't ruin it, like as long as they don't do something like crazy to it, where it's like they trash it, I'll probably like it. Although, I did like a... They had a cover I liked, and then but their version of House of the Rising Sun wasn't great. Was that them? Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. That was not great. I mean, like any other cover, there's you know there's going to be swings and misses, but I don't know. I don't have really high hopes for this. Leaving flowers on your grave! I don't, I don't really like covers better live. Because I feel like, oh, dude, look, I'm getting a little bonus here. Like, I wasn't expecting yeah. that. Like, oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah, cover as a single, eh, but I get you. Live, I kind of dig it. They just play it in the middle of the set, and you're like, like, oh, right, I wasn't expecting sweet. that. That is kind of cool. Right. right. Instead of a B-side that nobody's ever heard, let's play a hit. Right. Don't die, don't hate it. So the Ohio minimum wage is scheduled to increase on the 1st of January. We're going to start 2018 out with a raise for some people there. All right. The minimum wage will increase to $8.30 per hour for non-tipped employees, and it will go up to four fifteen for tipped employees. So if you're like a server or waitress, like, like there, it's four fifteen per an hour plus tips there. Okay. It applies to employees of businesses with an annual gross receipts of more than three hundred and five thousand dollars per year. It's going to be a lot of businesses. Most, yeah. Yeah, I would imagine the current yeah. 2017 Ohio minimum wage is currently at eight fifteen per hour for non-tipped employees and four oh eight for tipped employees. Now I'm embarrassed to to say um, I have a, a second job where I am a tipped employee and I I did not know what the minimum wage for that was. Yeah. Yeah, I don't even know what I get paid I like, did not hourly. Know. I mean, I know I do. But it's it's I don't mostly know what it for is. the tips, and I have the luxury of having another job, so I don't really have to focus on yeah, it. Yeah, and I mean, it covers taxes at that point. Essentially, is what right. you're doing is is because they're not taxing you every night. You make that cash. They're taxing you on the back end of your uh, of your paycheck. There. I have been critical in 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 years past and months past of a fifteen dollar an hour minimum wage for America. I just I feel like going from where we are now to fifteen overnight just feels like a, just feels drastic. Okay, right. but I would agree that eight fifteen or even eight thirty that we're going to make it, you know, on January one is not a livable wage. Um, I would agree with that statement that 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 you're probably not going to be able to make it today with rent and car payments and insurance payments and like you know everything else that goes into it. I would admit that that's not a wage where people can get by on. The left lost their kind of way with the fifteen dollar an hour argument, and I actually I was at something and Senator Sherrod Brown was there, and this is something I said to him is that people hear this $15 an hour argument and they lose their mind because they feel like that's growing the bottom, not growing them. And even people at the bottom don't necessarily view themselves as at the bottom. So like, yeah, really, gets tricky there. To, 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 to really get a, a winning message there, it's you need to grow the bottom by growing the middle. And that's where it got confused. And that's where it got convoluted. And, and just by saying $15 an hour, well, it's all of a sudden it's like, well, well I'm not getting anything extra well, out of that. You know there, what I mean? It, well, and there was true to that and the naysayers of it who say look all that's going to happen out of that is now all of uh, all products sold in the country are then just going to be raised and then so what you're going to do milk's going to be five dollars then so great people who were making eight dollars now make 15 but people whose money didn't go up all their products just went you know skyrocketed in cost now the argument of that would be that well by increasing the minimum wage you're giving more money to people who will spend that money therefore grow the economy therefore the people above them will eventually get that growth but that message got lost that did and and the concept was a little bit too much so i think that's why the whole like and it's not a ladder effect either i mean 
to go from eight fifteen to fifteen dollars an hour. That sounds way too radical. That sounds way too extreme. Yeah, I just thought it was too too much, too fast. So so there's going to have to be a point. There's going to have to be like steps along the way. That that's that's a part of the problem of that entire message was that we just kind of lost like uh, we, we we lost. It, it's, it's not that I disagree with like the facts or the concepts. It's it, the messaging was just awful. It's it's one of those things too where it's like a corporation could survive it. But a local business is going to have a hard time with it. Having owned a bar, I had about six bartenders. If I had to pay every single one of those girls $15 an hour for every hour they worked, I'm telling you, man, I don't think... What ends up happening is I could have made it, but my numbers would have been so... It would have... It would have bitten into it so largely that at some point I think I would have had to make the decision that there's a better way for me to go through my life right. than doing this. Right. So I shut the bar down. So now those six people who were making that money get nothing. Maybe you could do like a staggered thing where it's like, well, depending on how much money your business makes, you then therefore have to, you know, increase your employees minimum wage. But at that point, you are getting into like, are you are you punishing success at that? Now, point? I and have not done any research into this or like put, you know, a. a a, you know, a study in the field or whatever. But to me, if somebody wanted to say there needs to be a difference in the in, in the money paid by a, by a company that is publicly traded versus a business, and I don't know, there might be unfair in there, there might be yeah, stuff I mean, stuff in there that's not right. But off the top of my head, not thinking about it a ton, I could maybe see how there could be a conversation in that. I, I like I, I said, I think at that point you're punishing growth, you're punishing you businesses that have, that have grown, that have gotten better, and it's like, well, Walmart started well, we, as a family-owned company, yeah, but now but it's puni- the biggest, you know. Yeah, but we punish growth in this country. We do it by 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 your taxes. The more money you make, the more money we take from you. So we punish growth. Yeah, but the rate usually goes down. I mean, r- poor people usually pay per dollar. They pay more in taxes than rich yeah, people that's do. True too. So I mean, I I, I, I think in I mean, I, first of all, I cannot believe that you and I are not screaming at each other right now. Well, I don't want to scream at we, you. We open up these mics and I'm like, all right, well, here we go. It's gonna get hot. No, but- we we disagree on this a little bit, but I think ultimately, more in it, we we, we agree on the one basic fact which is america deserves a raise we agree on that and that but by by that though i don't think but i will admit that i find it to be a little unfair that and i don't really like that word but i think it's it's not probably the right way to do it to give minimum wage people a raise and then look at people like you and i who have chosen to do something a little bit different and when you think about the money made off of what you and i do I don't think it's fair or the right system to be like, well, yeah, let's let's double the that's because essentially that's what you're doing from eight to like 15. That's almost doubling their money. And for us to see no increase in that, I have right. a hard time signing off on that. Yeah. Growth through the middle is a much more winning concept there. Um, I, 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 I just and it's it's hard to to explain this to people. But the argument would be is that like, well, you, you by giving money to people who don't make a lot of money, they automatically spend it on food. They automatically spend it on rent. They automatically spend it on clothes. That would grow that middle class by giving more to the bottom. You know what I'm saying? Like that's that's the argument. Right out of the gate, it feels like, oh my God, fifteen dollars an hour, I can't do it. But five but, years on the road, what happens? Right, but your fifty thousand dollar an hour employee now, or your fifty thousand dollar a year employee now, all of a sudden that business is making enough money where they can bump them up to seventy five. But and, do uh, they? Well, and I mean, but that's 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 the argument against trickle down economics. Then is do they? Well, no, of course they don't because they're corporations. <laughs> yeah, they're not going to do them, it if you don't make but them see, do. 
do something, they refuse to do but, it. But again, that's why that's why the first part of the system doesn't make any sense, though, because the second part of the system is never going to happen. And so that's why people struggle with it. I I would I would agree that America needs a race. Everyone. I think no matter who you are right now listening, no matter how much money it is you make, America deserves a race. When wages have been stagnant for the past 35 years, yes, we, 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 I, think, I think everyone should be able to, to agree but to that. But what I don't want to do is price good, smart businessmen and women out of business. My, my thing with this is the problem I have with this isn't so much that it's like, oh, we're, we're paying out people. It's that we're paying out corporations. And, and I don't mean to jump up and down on Walmart, but they're the easiest one to point to here. It's a big name. Is if you're Walmart, and these are just numbers I'm making up, let's say that you're making you know, twenty billion dollars a year in profit. And I don't think that's too far off, but let's say twenty billion dollars a year in profit. But your employees are costing the government ten billion dollars a year in government's, you know, government's uh, handouts, whether that's you know welfare, or whatever. That's upside down. That's that's where my issue comes. That in. That's is upside corporate down. Welfare to me. And I think what needs to happen there at that point, in just my opinion, and again, just off the top of my head. What needs to happen there is both sides of that need to meet somewhere in the middle to fix that problem. It's not one or the other. It's both sides do have to figure out how, where do we get to the middle ground here to where this is not the reality. Now, I know there's going to be people out there who are like, well, they don't deserve a better life. But like, I think people, uh, I, think people I don't want to say that. I think Americans who are working 40 hours a week at the very least should have a minimum standard of living. And I'm not saying you get the newest smartphones. I'm not saying you get the best of everything. But like, you, there, you should be able to put a roof over your head and food on your kids' See, table. See, this right here is a place where you and I disagree. Agree because I have been saying, and I think I'm right about it, that we, we do this with ages all the time. 60s to the new 40. And I think that what's going to have to happen there, if we're going to increase wages, you're going to have to understand that we live in a global economy now and that we work round the clock now. And it, you're, uh, people say you work more than ever before, but you're also working easier than you ever have. I, you know, m- m- my grandfather, you know, slumped it out over at LTV Steel, you know, risking falling into vats of like lava. You know what I mean? Where you're pressing enter on your keyboard there there is that argument in this too where it's you know you got to be careful with this stuff so like i would agree that there that the set amount of hours a person works you should be able to live inside and feed your kids i would agree with that but people who have kids honestly by the amount of kids that that exceed what their their income should be as much as we want to blame Walmart for corporate welfare, I need to hold personal people accountable. Like, what are you doing with six kids? You didn't know that you didn't you didn't have the earning potential to, to offset this. Yeah, you did. Yes, you did. You just wanted. To, you just didn't want to make a hard decision. So, at that point, should government be involved with child with family? You know, family family making decisions. There? I don't necessarily want that, dude. I don't like the guy, dude. I, I I'm one of those, dude. Let's 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 leave the government to what they absolutely have to do, and outside of that, you know, let's not figure this out. I'm saying, and again, I'm saying something that I want in an ideal world that's never going to happen. I want people to realize that they don't have the financial security it is to have five kids. You know that, or either that, or you should know that. And if you don't know that, so there is a little bit of sometimes you're doing some of this stuff to yourself. I would admit that, 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 and I would admit this, that the system in America is, if you're broke, it is set up to, to try to keep you broke oh, as long 100%. as humanly possible. Yeah. That is totally 100% true. 
But there is another way out. But it is set up to where is just just confuse the hell out of them, make it really hard, and they'll get lazy and they'll forget and they'll just fall in line. That is 100% totally a thing. And I would agree that America needs a raise. But to go from 8 to 15 overnight always just felt like that was just a little bit too far for me too fast. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. Hang on. Dan Stansberry and his boy Wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stansberry Show. Rock 106.9. Hey guys, you guys, Stansberry here from North Kent. 106.9. A listener of ours is actually on vacation. He went to Chicago. He's listening via iHeartRadio. Dude, and he just sent me a photo of his... Because he asked me yesterday. He's like, dude, I'm going to Chicago. Where should I get pizza? And I was like, dude, everybody's going to tell you Lou Malnati's. Because that's like one of the most famous places in Chicago. And it is. It's awesome. Lou Malnati's is awesome. Actually, you can have them... They'll freezer pack like pizzas and send them to you. You make them in the oven here. It's pretty good. It's not as good as when you go there, but it's pretty good. But I told him, I was like, go to Giordano's. Because that's like... My favorite place in Chicago, and you just sent me the photo. Dude, it looks so good. Dude, it's huge. I do not like Chicago-style pizza. That's crazy. Eh, meh. That's crazy. Meh. Why? All right, why? Because you can't. Because you don't pick it up, or yeah, like, it's, what's just, the... it's just not good to me. Like, it's so like it's like a pie. Know. It is. It's like a pie, and it's just not. It's I don't know. It's not what I'm. It's not what I'm looking for I, when I'm looking for pizza. Here's the thing. I like it, but if I if I had to pick a style <coughs> that I. Like, just to eat pizza on the regular, like, give me, like, a thin New York style. That's, like, one of the reasons why I love Napoli's as much as I do is because it feels like New York-style pizza. Just go in there, give me two slices and a Coke. It's just, that's one of the things I love about that place. So I would agree that I like that style better, but I do I do enjoy Chicago pizza. That's what I love about living in Ohio is because I feel like you get a perfect, high, most places, like, a hybrid of both. Like, our, our pizza here tends to be a little fluffy, like, a little thick. Ohio pizza does. It's one of the reasons why I like it. You know, before the break, we were talking about the Ohio minimum wage. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you know, people like to make this point, and Twitter did, which is, you know, these minimum wage jobs aren't meant to support a family of four. You know what I mean? It's meant for, you know, you know, you know, young people entering the workplace or for somebody for a little additional income. And I would agree that, that, that initially that's what they were for. But the problem is, and this is just a reality. I don't care about how you feel about stuff. It's just this is a reality where a lot of the jobs that people would have had have been moved to other places over free trade. Like it, that hit, that is a reality. So yes, that was the intention of the jobs in the beginning. But the problem is, is that there's only so many places to work and people have to work somewhere. I mean, yeah. Do you want these people to work or do you I mean, not want them to? They're going to have to work someplace. Um, it, it, and some of them, yes, are capable of reaching for, for something else and are choosing not to. That's part of the conversation. And then other times it is, it's like, this is the job for this person. Four, four million adults in America. That's a Adults in America work in a fast food service style of We're restaurant. calling adults over 18. Over right? the age of 18. Okay. And it's like, dude, I mean, 4 million people, that's like a percent, more than a percent of the country. So it's a significant amount of people who are in this position. Yeah, it's a like, lot. I mean, it is, and it's, dude. It's, it's, it's it, a lot. It is. So... It's a lot. If, if if you want these people off of the government teat, if that's what the goal is, is we've got to well, get these people. Like, And here's the other thing, is that you got to realize that those people that do those jobs are also what create that that convenient life that you love so much. Right. Like the fact that you can get a burrito at four o'clock in the morning or whatever. Ninety nine cents. Right. Yeah, ninety nine a dollar and a drive through. Like that's that's part of the reason is because you know what I mean. It's because those places are open. So like then because those people are willing to do that job or in a position where they or feel as if to, or, right, right is right. or they're in a position where they feel as if they have to. It's also what lends into the convenience that this country gives us. And so like that's a double edged sword for you know people ah screw them shut it down whatever yeah you say that now until you want something to eat right. at twelve thirty. 
30. Right. You know what I mean? We've be, we've been we've grown accustomed to these things. And I'd like look, like I said, I would agree that 8:30 an hour is not enough money for people to live on. But going from 8 or 8:15, 8:30 to 15 overnight feels knee jerk to me. I would agree America needs a raise. I, I would I would totally agree with that. So another group a group, another two broadcasters have lost their job. And this time, this isn't over sexual, you know, being sexually inappropriate. This is Mike's left on, Uh-oh. didn't realize Mike's were left on, Uh-oh. and a couple of people calling high school sports in Iowa have been yanked off the radio. Wait till you hear this audio. We'll play it for you next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. Canton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online at WRQK.com if you missed anything from this morning so far. Uh, in the podcast, you'll find that there's part of me that wishes I could run from the cops in the car. There's part of me that wishes I could do that. It's one of those feelings in life that I'm kind of bummed I'm never going to feel. Like, I know it's wrong, and a lot can go wrong. You can hit a pedestrian, smash into cars, kill people, all that stuff. It's all bad, and that's why I get it. And I don't want, really want to do it. It's just like there's something about that feeling I would kind of like. I don't know if virtual reality will be able to like duplicate that for me when they do that. It's like uh, what I want to say, the, the <laughs> thought of like wanting to murder somebody where it's right. like, okay. you know. That's interesting. I didn't want to say that, okay? And not that I want to feel what it would feel like to snuff somebody's life out from underneath them. I don't want that. But you ever watch a movie and a dude kill somebody and then you watch like the arc of that character change, maybe like over because of the guilt and then like trying to hide it. Do you do you succumb to the guilt and like turn yourself in? I guess what I'm, I don't necessarily need to know what it would feel like to to kill somebody, but I'm interested about who I would be as a person in the aftermath of that crime. Right? Like there's a little bit of like you can only know who you are in that situation by that. Now I'm never going to do it because I don't have the urge and nor do I think it's right to kill people. But there would be something about finding out who I was in that moment that I'm interested to know who Daniel John Stansbury is in that moment. Same person that you are today, just sitting there watching nap or eating Napoli's watching reruns on Netflix. Like, okay, the let's exact same person th- you are. This isn't what we were intending to do. We but again, you promote the podcast and things happen. Right. But Fantone like you know me as well as anybody in Canton knows yeah. me. Who am I in that moment? Am I the person that is overcome with my guilt and I turn myself in? Am I do, do I end up taking my own life because of how Cir- I feel about it? Circumstances matter here, where it's like if you just randomly walk up to somebody and strangle them to death, then yeah, okay. I think it's probably going to be something. But if it's a let's, justified homicide, let's make it justified homicide. Who does Stansbury turn into after a justified homicide? I think you carry that one to your grave. I think you're able to in a justified homicide sense, where it's like, dude, it was either this person or so me. he's raping my my right. girlfriend it's, at home, something this, like that person or me either i'm gonna die or that person's gonna die i don't know i mean uh, hopefully you'd be able to justify that to yourself because like you know the situations like that do arise okay i'm just like something just goes wrong something goes wrong in public whatever i don't know what the situation is but long story short i end up killing somebody you say something to me or somebody that you're close to and you end up giving yourself up if, I can't if, live with it. If right? it's just if it's if it's if it's the Walmart parking lot version 2.0 and yeah. things go wrong, then yeah. then I, I I'm gonna say I you turn myself can't in with right? yourself, right? But th- th- like I said, but I'm those, happy about that. Those circumstances matter there. Those you know, the, the, there's a difference between just like icing some dude or, or or like you know being in the right you know to to you know end somebody's life there. Yeah, I uh, I don't think I could do it. 
Like I, you know, and and I look, I'm lucky, I guess, that in, in the sense that I'm not like a psychopath, and the fact that like I don't like dwell on it. But I, I would be very interested who I am as a person in that. Like, how, like how do I react from that? How do I move from that? Order a large pizza from Naples. That's exactly what happens, dude. It's exactly what two murders in a day, I guess. <laughs> Just murdering dudes, murdering slices. Just two in a row there. Yeah, I guess. We have a piece of audio here from an Iowa, like high, I believe this is high school basketball, yep. where a broadcaster who is calling the game is reporting back to the he's talking back to the person who say he's live at the game, and there's a person back at the radio station. They are known as a board op, board operator is what that's short for, and so he's kind of talking back and forth with her, the board op, and this happens. I see, first three names I got to remember are Enzo Gabara, Spencer Espicio, Nicholas Padilla. Let's Stop right here real, real quick. Thanks, uh, Fantone. Now, see, he's saying to her, these are the names I have to remember. Now, I can tell you as a broadcaster who's broadcasting to you right now that there are moments where we're going to have to talk about something where I will look at Fantone and be like, Jesus, dude, I really hope I don't murder this dude's name because it's difficult to say this woman's name is difficult. Like, that is it. So, so far, I feel like everything's in bounds. Like, let's just make sure I know what these names are so I don't screw them up. Especially once you start throwing, like, uh, uncommon names to you. You know what I'm saying? Like, at that point, if you're used to saying, like, well, that's Mike Smith, and all of a sudden you have to remember Enzo Arbizia or whatever. Right. Then, yeah, that, that, can, that can be a problem. That can be a problem problem. You're preparing yourself to have to say something tricky for the time. Spencer Espicio, Nicholas Padilla for Eagle Grove. They have a lot of apparently Espanol people. Espanol people in Eagle Grove. Gee, I wonder why that is. Okay, now that's, now I don't know where Eagle Grove is in Iowa, obviously, right? But Gee, I wonder why that is. Like, I wonder, well, now because I don't know what that means. I, obviously, it's not meant to be like, you know, it, it's, it's not meant to be really nice. So, no, it's not complimentary. But, so, right. So, like, where, for, I wonder why, what does that mean? I'm going to bet you a dollar because that's a farming community. And that they're saying that like all oh, there's their, their migrant parents are coming wow. over there. Yeah, well I done, I Fantone. I bet you're right. Yeah, I bet that is true. That they're just going to gradually come into town. Yeah, right. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Jeez. Gradually yeah. work their way in. Gradually Not happy with it. <laughs> so who are these people again? Yeah. Who are they? Oh, you want to know the names? Yeah. Enzo Gabara, Spencer Espigio, and Nick Nicholas Padilla. Well, they sound like they've been there a while. With given the first name. Yeah, I think they've been there. <laughs> so they're the issue is, Aussie. she's because you know, the one kid's name is Nicholas. I'm assuming is what is is what drew her to that Enzo line. Enzo and Spencer aren't necessarily like out of you know. Spencer's not common, more American than than you know some of the other ones. I I, I would suppose, but Nicholas. I mean, I'm guessing that's where she drew that line. Then there's Chase Blasey. He sounds like he's not a foreigner. Could be though. They're all foreigners. Exactly, all foreigners. <laughs> Having a good laugh there. As Trump would say, go back where they came from. Oh. Well, some would say that, yeah. Uh, some days I feel like that, too. Oh, jeez, 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 That's bad. That's bad. See, I... Uh, let me just tell you, as a guy who works at a radio station, they're going to have an issue. Like, they've been yanked off the air. It's oh, done. Oh, yeah, of course. It's, it's done. Of course. Right? And, you know, just welcome to the world. Right? And... Had you just kept it at, I'm nervous about saying these names, and I hope I don't get this wrong, and somebody hears you say that, you're totally in bounds. Once you start 
go back to where you came from and you invoke the president and stuff like that. Dude, this is bit that's bad. That's not that's not good. Oh yeah, dude. I mean, like, I'll just use myself as an example, like at a Canton Charge game. Like, one of the players, I believe he's from the Ukraine, his name is Maxim Gustavanov, and every time I say it, I'm like, oh my god, dude, you're gonna m- just butcher this thing. Like, it's gonna be bad. Like, and I know it, and I've got that concern in my head, but that concern doesn't cause me to say, like, well, he needs to go back where he came from. You know what I mean? Like, I- I'll tell you another thing that, that really bothers me with, with this audio. Is that we're talking about high school kids. Yeah. And you have no, no way to know, is this a kid with a Hispanic-sounding last name, or is this an illegal immigrant? If that's what she's implying there, you have zero, zero uh, way of knowing well, that. Well, uh, there is a possibility that you don't know, although we're talking small community, I'm guessing, Iowa, so maybe you do know. But these are kids from another team. But, I mean, they're implying that they're from the other team. Ah, uh, Fair. Fair. So, would you know the would you know the ins and outs of the of the school across the town? Maybe not. not. Probably not. not. Probably not. There. It should be noted. Like, I guess this woman, she's a part time radio employee because nobody can really make a living at this. We all are. Yeah. yeah <laughs> nobody can really make a living at this. Um, but she's a school teacher in the area too, and it's like that's one of the reasons why I wanted to talk about this because I know these people. Not these two people, but I know these people. Like, because I've worked at enough radio stations where it's like you know, like I guess like. You know, I know the person who works at the radio station part time because they have a, they have another job, and they're always a little careless. Which I know I'm talking about myself right now, and right. I, I try not to be this careless because you know I have another job. But like I, but I've seen this happen in radio stations before, and I've heard these conversations. This is, I mean. Just like anything else where you get caught on a hot mic, if you're a radio station employee, if you're a broadcaster, even on a part-time basis, dude, smarten up. Like, understand what microphones are. Well, know the decade you're in. Right. You know, there was a... Self-preservation here. There was a time where talent would outweigh a lot of that stuff, and in certain situations, it still can, depending on the infraction. But if you're calling a high school basketball game, you're not so good that they can't get rid of you. Like, dude, we've been the number one show in this market, I believe, since we got here. And in certain demos, for sure, that's true. And I'm, this show is not so good that, that, that they couldn't move past it if right. we got them in trouble. Right. If we started talking crap about some Hispanic high school football player, like, yeah, probably, probably going to... Probably going to be the last show we there. do. Yeah, I, mean, I just... The carelessness that is just being used back and forth was just shocking to me. And, I mean, obviously, this one woman is not a representative of no. all Trump voters or anything like that, but for her to so casually go towards like, yep, that's what it's supposed to be. Trump says it. You know what I mean? It, sometimes, it, well, he actually says it, and then she says, yeah, sometimes I feel like it that. Pokes, it pokes holes in that argument of like, well, I'm not, you know what I'm saying? And like, that's, it, 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 it's not, well, it's just not a good look. Honestly, dude, Mexicans don't bother me. You know what I mean? Like, I, 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 like that's one of those things I don't get all hot and bothered about, about how many of them we got. Like, I, it doesn't bother me. Took our jobs is what they're going to say. I mean, oh, dude, I, they're not supposed to be here. Took our jobs. Again, I believe, like, dude, be, life experience helps change these things. And, dude, if you live in California and Southern Oregon, like, it just, like, you can't hate them because they're, you know what I mean? They are legitimately, that's the population. And so once you live in there and surrounded in it, like you realize, this is nothing to be as feared as people think. Um, but now you're saying, like, hey, white people, go live in white minority land. You know what I'm saying? You won't be afraid. Everything's gonna be fine. No, I gotta tell you, like when I first got to California, I was like, Jesus. And it's like it is. It's it's you're aware of it. 
But like it, but it did. It dispelled a lot of the things that I had been taught about certain cultures is by living different places and being around different people. I think it's helpful. That's why a lot of military guys, honestly, are normally a lot. You would think they'd be like, you know, people have a mentality. But like when certain things happen, they go, no, this is exactly why I fight for freedoms. And they realize because, dude, those guys have lived in other countries and other states and they've been around more people. And sometimes it, it just it just will make you a little more forward thinking. But man, that's a that's a that's an alarming piece of audio. That if dude, if that was us, our boss would be furious. Yeah, be fired for sure. Yeah, you'd be out of a job for sure. More Stansberry Show and some foreigner tickets up for grabs next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. And welcome back to the Sands Show, Rock 106.9. It seems like a lot of you picked up on the fact that, and this was completely unintentional, but we were uh, we played you a piece of audio out of Iowa where a couple of broadcasters were, I feel like I can say complaining about the Mexican population of Iowa. And then I said going into break that we would pass out foreigner tickets when we got back. And like a lot of people are making that connection. I didn't even think of it. Like, I'm sorry if that landed strange for some of you. That was completely unintentional. But Twitter found that amusing. It was not meant to be that way. And I apologize. Still to come is uh, New Tour Tuesday coming up at 9 o'clock. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. You're getting new Taylor Swift. That song is called Gorgeous. New Chris Jansen. Drunk Girl's the name of that. And Five Finger Death Punch has covered The Offspring's Gone Away. We're going to take a listen to that. There you go. I don't know why. I, I, I have no idea why. But I have high hopes for that for that Five Finger. I don't, dude. I think it's gonna suck. Really? Yeah. Oh, I have high hopes. I don't know why. Because I'm, I'm, I'm not a huge Five Finger fan. They have songs I like, like Under and Over. It is a song I do like. Um, the, you know, they got some other stuff that I like. But I'm not like a huge fan. But I'm interested to hear that. Leaving Monster Energy drink cans on your grave shows that I still care. He does wear the Monster oh, wristbands all the time, dude. Is a little strange that old corporate sponsored rebellion rock. It's a little weird. It's a little strange. All right, I um, we here at this program have preached pretty heavily. Some would say too much of the benefits that would come to this country over legalization of marijuana. Okay, and I believe in marijuana legalization. Okay, and I believe in full on legalization. I believe that it is well within the the bounds of other things that 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 are are allowed, and um, and it is felt like hysteria is what's kept people away from marijuana legalization. Yeah, I mean, if we're going to let adults smoke cigarettes and drink alcohol and jump out of airplanes and ride motorcycles and do other like inherently dangerous things, then like, well, I mean, well, marijuana probably falls within that realm. And I have warned people against the dangers of passing solely medical marijuana laws and legislation and allowing medical marijuana to be the only only way you get it. I have warned people about the dangers of that. And it, it feels Calling marijuana strictly medicine feels strange to me. Do I believe that there are some benefits to some medical issues? Yes. 
Calling it medicine feels a little far for me. I mean, I, this is going to be one of those things where, like, the context here matters in the sense of, like, I, we've all seen the videos on Facebook where, you know, you've got some three-year-old that's going through, like, just severe seizures and then CBD oil is able to stop that. And I'm like, okay, that's medicine. But at the same time, we all know somebody who, you know, is like, oh, yeah, my back's hurt, bro. That's why I just got to sit around. That's why I got to sit around smoking blunts all day. Well, I and mean, that just feels like a cop-out to me. Well, some of the football guys say that, you know, smoking the weed will help them with some of their body pain and they would rather do it than some of the pills that they sure. are asked to take because of what can happen with those. Sure. So again, my body doesn't go through anything strenuous like like playing football, so I don't know that smoking a joint won't make that kind of pain go away, right? I don't know it. I'm suspicious that it won't help as much as like a painkiller would, but I don't know that to be true. But I worry about medical marijuana laws. And Ohio's getting this. We're getting the medical marijuana law. I believe it's enacted, what, is it uh, here soon, right? Yeah, sometime after the new year. Right, I right after the new year. I know Canton's going to have a, uh, a a grow site, and you know, hopefully that'll that'll increase some jobs around here. And you know, I would hope good stuff will happen. I would hope. But the problem is now, is that if you get a medical marijuana card in Ohio, you will not be able to own or possess firearms. In an open letter. To federally licensed firearm dealers, the ATF has advised in 2011 that marijuana is still a Schedule One controlled substance under federal law. Yep. So any use of the drug is unlawful, and gun dealers are prohibited from providing guns or ammo to anyone they have cause to believe uses pot. There are no exceptions in federal law for marijuana purportedly used for medicinal purposes, even if such is sanctioned by state law, the memo says. And that is true. And... I worry about this. Now it's 21 qualifying conditions that you can have to get a medically to, to, to get a medicinal marijuana card. Now here's the thing. They say the math is that industry analysts have estimated that as many as 24% of Ohio's population or about 2.8 million Ohioans, it's called 3 million, have a qualifying condition. If you look at the 21 conditions, you pretty much anybody can be you know, underneath that umbrella. I mean, that's the that's the the facts about medical marijuana is that like, yeah, like I said, you all want it to be for like a three year old having seizures. Um, but there's going to be people who exploit the system and there's going to be doctors who are there willing to take your money to help you exploit that system. There's no I, question. I don't like this. I I don't like it. I, I can't make the connection. All right. Um, I think if you have a medical marijuana card and you've been deemed by by a medical professional to need marijuana for a condition, that one thing does not lead into the other. And I, I would have no problem. Now, this is the way it's going to be, and I get that, which is one of the reasons why I would not want a medicinal marijuana card. I don't want that. Nor do I want necessarily to have to be documented for what I'm doing. I'm a grown person. Why can't I just walk into a store, give you 80 bucks, and walk out with whatever $80 it, w- it w- would buy me of weed? Now, legal weed, probably not a whole lot. But Colorado, they say the prices are plummeting because everyone's got it, and it's very easy to get now. So, like, the demand is there, but at the same time, when everybody's supplying, I mean, it, it seems like it's getting cheaper Yeah, out I there. read that article. They seem to think that that's negative, that, that, that the prices are falling down. I... I, I don't know. I don't, negative for a business owner, probably positive for a pothead. I'm right? not there, so I, I don't know. But I can't make the connection here. 
And I've been telling people this about your Facebook profiles and stuff. Like, you got to watch how many times you're using the word depression and how many times you're using this kind of stuff. Because this is going to be the next fight of this. I mean, is are you healthy enough to do what we're asking you to do when you leave your house? That's going to be the next fight. I mean, at this point, even if you're a legal gun, you know, if, if, if you've got your gun registered and all that, if you have marijuana in your home, you've gotten yourself into felony territory right there. So, like, should I mean, should there be more severe punishments for, like, Cocaine and drug and 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 marijuana or and, and guns, you know what I'm saying? Like I, for me, for me again and again, I'm I'm not a law enforcement official, so I don't really know what the best way to do this is. But for me, that would have always come down to weight, not just drug. Which drug it is? It's the the amount of the drug. There are all drugs are sold in different in different measurements. There are people kind of know what they are. Where it's like if you're a drug user. You have X amount of drugs. If you're a drug runner or dealer, you're going to have X amount of drugs. But if you come into my house and I have what is referred to on the street as a teener of cocaine, and I'll be honest with you, I don't even know how much that is. Like, I don't know what that weighs out to be. But that is a personal amount of cocaine, and I have a gun. I'm not necessarily sure that that, that like, one thing's a crime. I don't know that, I don't understand why we gotta compound it. Um, I, I mean, I guess it's because when you sign up to be a gun owner, you are agreeing that I will be a responsible well, that's gun owner. You know what I'm saying? It's the same thing with driving. It's but, like where when you sign up that, hey, I'm going to be a licensed driver, you're signing that contract of like, this is what I'm, I'm agreeing to. Here. I'm going to pivot back to marijuana because that's that is the issue at hand. Here, okay. Right. And for me, as a logical person who has been throughout his life, high on marijuana and or drunk off of booze and sometimes together, okay, that I would tell you that I think, this is what I think, I don't know it, okay, but I would think that a person high on marijuana, if the drug and or thing that's intoxicating you is going to going to come into effect of how you're going to use the gun, my ultimate point is I think I think I think alcohol is a more dangerous thing to have around a loaded gun than marijuana is. Yeah, I think I think that's very comparable to driving in the sense of like, yeah, I'd much so, rather have somebody stoned but versus that, drunk. That's kind of my point is that I think I, I think these laws are backwards because I think. If I if you if if I can go in and get a gun and I'm allowed to have a couple of bottles of whiskey at my house, I think they're they're the opportunity for danger is greater with that than it is if I have a medicinal marijuana card. This feels like we're going to persecute these people because they're break they're they're finding a loophole to get a product we don't would that we, ultimately we wish they didn't have. Yeah, I mean I agree with you. It's just from the federal level of like. It's still illegal. Yeah. I mean, you're getting into a should conversation. That's the fight. I know, and I hate should conversations. But that is the fight, is that I believe marijuana is classified in this country wrongly. Is that I feel like it should be moved into the more alcohol class of things that we allow people to, to take part of. I, I think that... This is a lot like other things. I think we're going to find out that, that there is big money in stopping marijuana from being legal because businesses are making money on it. It's part of the drug war, the war on drugs, and how much money that gets pumped into like law enforcement and everything else to fight it. It's partially that. 
I'm sure there are liquor lobbyists who are like, no, dude, let's keep this away. I'm sure the cigarette companies for a long time probably paid money to, to, to suppress things that happen here. But I really feel like that's all we're doing here is we're looking to punish a group of people because they found a loophole to get a product we don't want them to have. But I cannot make the connection between needing a medicinal marijuana card and owning a gun makes you not, like th- this awful person. I can't make that connection. I can't, I can't wrap my head around it. And it's one of the reasons why, dude, I worry about all this stuff. And I worry about people being honest. I mean, I, they say you should talk about your problems, and God knows I do it probably too much. But like, I worry about people who, like I say, who are talking openly about, man, I feel kind of depressed today, and blah blah blah. Like, this is going to be the next fight where people are going to be like, well, what percentage of time do you admit that you're not feeling mentally healthy, and what does that mean, and should you have a driver's license? Because what about this, and should you be able to? Like, those are the fights that are coming, and it's going to be a dangerous time, and I worry about that. But I, I think, dude, this, this anti-marijuana thing is completely and 100% hysteria-based. It's hysteria-based. And I, I've said it before. I think if you legalize, I think you gain the money. People bitch. I guess like you can smell marijuana in Denver and all this stuff now. And it's like, okay, I had to drive. Dude, when I lived in Cleveland, I had to drive past 77 and just smell burning steel. Welcome to industry. There's going to be there's going to be offsets to industry. I'm okay with it. I mean, wasn't it just a few months ago they had to like they were cleaning up the sides of houses here because some business was like there was black dust all over the sides of people's houses. Things come with industry. So the smell of marijuana isn't enough for me to turn the money down. That just seems crazy to me. I, I just I cannot wrap my head around that. We do have four hundred tickets. You'll have them next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. I have got. To get in on this. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. Still to come, 9 o'clock, New Tour Tuesday. You're getting new Taylor Swift, new Chris Jansen, new Five Finger Death Punch. They're actually just covering the offspring there, so uh, it's not necessarily new. It's a song you've heard. Chalk outlines standing in front of your grave. <laughs> if I could trade places. Uh, if I'm reading this right, from WKYC.com. Yeah. They're saying that the Browns are being given the second best odds of landing Eli Manning for next year. The odds of Manning playing for the Browns are plus 400, which trails only Jacksonville because Jacksonville, they feel like they got that team down there that's really built, got you know good talent okay. on both sides of the ball, but Blake Bortles can't get it done. Okay. So they feel like they're a quarterback away. And they might be. But I don't think, and I would be more, I would like Eli Manning in a Browns jersey more than most people, I think. Okay. Um, I, I, I think Eli Manning, I mean, he throws a lot of picks this late into his career. Like, you would have thought he would have figured that out by now to, like, kind of minimize those. But, like, he hasn't. Fire that pigskin, baby. Brett Favre style. Just toss that ball out there. Yeah, I mean, but he does sling it. Um and he's got a lot of fourth quarter comebacks, like that kind of thing. Like, and he has won two Super Bowls. Like, I wouldn't knock the idea of getting uh, uh, of getting Eli Manning. Um, I, I guess it would just be much like everything else in life, where expectations are going to set your level of happiness here. But now, are, what we're going to get both Mannings here are, now? Are, are you looking at Are you looking at Eli Manning to come in? and truly save the franchise? No. I'm looking at Eli Manning to come in and stabilize that position. And hopefully with the stabilization of that position and possibly like 
all right, man, hey, we're going to pay you big for the next three years, um, but you're going to have to, number one, be the guy. You're going to have to be the workhorse. And number two, you're going to have to understand that we're going to continue to look for a franchise quarterback of the future. You've got to be okay with that. And if that's the case, bring Eli on, buddy. Come on down. But why the hell is he coming here, dude? I, dude, I, I retired before I came here as a quarterback. Uh, see, well... Easy. What am I? What am I doing here? What? Yeah, dude, it's hard for these dudes to walk away, man. It is. It's hard, and you know, people are asking me, man. You really think Eli's going to come to the Browns? This guy who wouldn't go to play for the Chargers? And there's an argument there. But what I would tell you is, is that that was when Eli was coming out of college, not 15 years in the league and two Super Bowls. And sometimes, man, when you're facing, you know, the rest of your life and you're young and you feel like, you know, you're coming out of college and you, your brothers built the Manning name and so did your dad and somebody else is going to want you, that's different. But coming off now, you had to be benched in the middle of this season. And, you know, then you were like, well, I'm not going to play at all if you're not going to start me. And there are going to be other teams who view that as giving Cry up baby. on the team. There's going to be other teams who look at you and feel like you're not dedicated and don't want you because you didn't because you weren't willing to, to to take the you know there's no I in team role. The Giants just fired head coach Ben McAdoo and their general manager. That's there. why I don't think Eli Manning's going anywhere. Yeah, I was going to say. So it's like at this point, I don't know. He'd probably stay. I, I yeah, I, I honestly think that Eli Manning's probably on the Giants roster next year. But I don't think he retires. I think if it comes down to you play, don't play. I think he plays. I, if it came down to any other team, I would agree with you. But with the Browns, I would be up. See ya. I've uh, I've got two Super Bowl rings. I've got millions upon millions of dollars. Well, I'm still on. relatively healthy. If you're Eli Manning, though, the offensive line's not the worst, not the best. No, but you got Josh Gordon, a weapon that's not Odell. Like, granted, he's not Odell, but he's not giving you all the stuff that Odell gave you. Hopefully, if Josh Gordon like wants to get all in, now you got a freak talent at wide receiver, right? Corey Coleman's no slouch. He can play the position a little. The defense is showing signs of promise that maybe Eli goes, you know what? The Browns' job has been so bad for so long that if I win six games, they'll build a statue for me. And we would. And that maybe he looks at it like, you know what? Maybe if I'm the guy that can help turn this thing around, that that's part of my legacy. Um, Yeah, but I think anybody, especially somebody as football savvy as Eli Manning, is going to recognize the fact that it's not a quick turnaround. It's not going to be I just go out there and all of a sudden it's like, damn, this team really came together. Well, not only that, does Eli Manning really want to take this job and then have Josh Rosen or Sam Darnold or whoever else that, you know, sitting there on the draft board next year, you, sitting behind you and the crowd just waiting for them to put them in? You would have to accept that role. You would have to accept the fact that I'm here as a bridge as opposed to here as the guy well, and that's a hard that's a tough field to well, swallow. Well, at 14 years in, doesn't he have the self-awareness to know that, dude, you don't have 10 years in front of you, so you're, you're probably not the guy? And that you, did, did, no matter where you go, you're the bridge? Um, At least at this point, like... I guess maybe the bridge leads to different places when it comes to Jacksonville, when it comes to New York, when it comes to other teams that are looking for a quarterback that's able to go out there, and like I said, stabilize the position. Um, with the Browns, you're putting yourself into a, a gangbang of football follies, dude, and I wouldn't want to be anywhere near that. If we land by by just pure like happenstance, we end up with both Mannings. 
Do you give them any better odds to win next year than we have right now? Um, do I give them two more wins? Sure, but I don't think that if if all other things stay the same, I don't see that being like the well, damn, dude! All of a sudden, the Browns are ten and six. No, I I, I yeah, don't I, see that. I don't think Eli makes you ten and six either next year. I don't. But as far as like journeyman quarterbacks that not journeyman because he's been with one team, but like as far as like veterans who could be around the league and I think you could do worse than Eli Manning. I think the Browns could do worse. I think he could do better, but the Browns could do worse than Eli Manning. We do have a pair of foreigner tickets. They're playing July out of Blossom with Whitesnake and Jason Bonham. We'll pass those out right now. We'll take caller 20, 1-800-243-7625 on those and start New Tour Tuesday next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 106.9. WRQK.com. Miss anything from today? Podcast it there shortly after 10 a.m. We're starting New Tour Tuesday now. Brought to you by the Hard Rock Roxino Northfield Park there. We're going to start with Taylor Swift this week. Her song is gorgeous. Gorgeous. I've not heard this yet. It's uh it's the newest you single. Take it as a compliment that I got drunk and made fun of the way you talk. All right. You should think about the consequence of your magnetic field being a little too strong. Is this female envy of another attractive no, no, woman? No, 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 She's saying this to the guy that she's meeting at the bar or the party, wherever she's at. You know, you're so gorgeous, I can't, like, get away from you, even though I have a boyfriend, even though I have all these other he's things. He's in the club doing I don't know what, so it's okay that I'm having this conversation with you? Well, I think she's saying, like, I shouldn't be doing this. I acknowledge I shouldn't be doing this, but you're so magnetic. You're so great. You're so, like, you know, charismatic that dude, I can't I, stay out of I can't dude, stay out of your rotation. Dude, wouldn't it be great to be that guy for a day? To be, like, so good-looking that women just feel like, dude, I just have to have it. Like, I, it's always my personality. Oh, yeah, the cute, you know, the funny <laughs> he's one. Funny. Oh, yeah, yeah he's whatever. Funny, it's yeah. always that. Just once I want to be lusted after. <laughs> like, that would just be so awesome. You're so, gorgeous. so foreign to me. I can't say anything to your face. Cause look at your face. off that stiff, right? Where she was in the bathtub looking like Kim Kardashian. Everybody freaked out. Um, like, that song kind of flopped, right? Um, I can't remember what it's called, but I don't know. It got pretty... I mean, still getting played. Like, Is it's it? Still, yeah, it's still... It's oh, still I didn't know still that. doing all right. You should take it as a compliment that I'm talking to everyone here but you. But you. But you. And you should think about the consequence of you touching my hand in if you got a girlfriend, I'm jealous of her. But if you're single, that's honestly worse. Cause you're so gorgeous, it actually hurts. Ocean blue eyes, looking in mine. I feel like I'm right. Sink and drown and die. 
I'm normally a big Taylor Swift fan. I'm not hearing it. Um, I uh, I think the thing is in this whole album, and my girlfriend bought the album the day it came out, and you know I had to listen to it 800 times recently. Um, I think she's just trying to diversify her sound, and I think she's trying to take a page out of other artists' books and kind of like do songs in those styles. And this very much sounds like a Lord song to me, and like it's a very Lord-ish beat. And I know they're like best friends. Oh, are they? Yeah. Oh, so, I didn't know that. So it's one of those things that I think that you know w- once you you're getting into like, well, I'm pushing myself as an artist, and it's like, well, is that really what's going to create the most success for you, or well, is that just what you how you want to express yourself? Well, not only that, but is Lord really the the person whose page you want to take out of the book? Like, I mean, it's not like she's burning up charts now. That was like five years ago. But she hasn't done anything since. You know what I mean? Like her, her. I think it's not necessarily right, a lack. Fair. It's, it's you haven't gone up back up to bat yet. If you're her, that's fair. I guess. I mean, just sounds changed so fast. I'm surprised that's the way she wants to go. Like, the beat right here is really good. Like, that part's really good. Yeah, the chorus kind of saves it. Too high of a standard, I think. Because if this was any one of those other girls, like Tovlo or like any of the people, I'm like, man, this is a pretty good, this is a pretty good offering. But I just want so much out of Taylor that I don't feel like I'm getting it right here. mark of a bad I, I don't want to say bad but a mark of a song that's not great is when you're sitting there thinking how long is this and like that's why i kept thinking i was like jesus does this song feel really really like what is the time on that three and a half and under I mean, so it's oh god bad. that felt know. like a five minute song like i felt like we were listening to that forever so uh, dude Fanto, give me the vote on that one not a accessible and that's what Taylor Swift records are supposed to be and that's going to resonate well with the WKDD audience so I'm going to say not a turd. I uh, I, I completely disagree. I feel like it, it's it's not it would be okay for anybody else but for Taylor Swift that's a massive turd. It's a turd. I just, I, I, I just don't hear that at all. We have new Chris Jansen for you. Drunk girl that's next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. We may not be a global epidemic yet. On iHeartRadio. This is a dream come true. Canton's Rock Station, Rock 106.9. A hand looking like a rainbow, in and out of every bar. On a whim just like the wind blows, she's either a bachelorette, or coming off a breakup. Take a drunk girl home. Sad drunk girls are the worst, dude. What are we doing this for, Chris Jansen? Come on, dude. Yeah. This, was, this is not what I expected. Yeah, sad drunk girls are are, are, are not fun. Off a breakup. 
Take a drunk girl home Just crying in the parking lot She's bouncing like a pinball Singing every word she never knew Dancing with her eyes closed Like she's the only one in the room Her hair's a perfect mess Falling out of that dress Take a drunk girl home Take a drunk girl home Let her sleep all alone Leave her keys on the counter Your number by her phone Pick up her life She threw on the floor Leave the hall lights on Walk out and lock the door That's how she knows The difference between a boy and a man Take a drunk girl home What a weird thing to write a song about Yeah Like to be appropriate while taking somebody drunk home And like not having sex with it Like what a weird thing to write a song about I mean I guess in the you know the times that we live This is probably going to turn into like an anthem But like I I don't don't know know. It seems just It seems like strange subject material That's how she knows Difference between a boy and a man. I mean, that's true. Take a drunk girl home. That is true. That is kind of like how you enter in like real like like manhood at that point. Um, when you're not concerned about you. But like, I, I guess at that point, are, are you like why am I why am I taking this chick home? You know what I'm saying? To make sure like, she gets there properly. I, I, because you can be trusted and somebody else can't. I, I guess I guess you're putting yourself in a predicament there where it's like, why am I even doing this? I'm not necessarily going to put myself in the situation where everyone no. sees me hauling this drunk ass chick into my car. You know what I mean? All right, I feel like we're breaking down a Chris Jansen song a little far, but well, like I think uh, well, New Tour Tuesday. <laughs> I think there's also the you took her out for the night. She had too much to drink, and you're responsible for getting her back home. Right? I'm, I'm reading this or I'm hearing this as you met this girl at the bar. Then you're taking her home, and it's like, well, I got to, dude, I got to make sure she's okay. Essentially, turning yourself into Captain Save a Ho, where it's like, I don't know, dude. I would just be like, all right, we made out at the bar. You're too drunk to do it with, so like, we're moving on with our lives. So you're just gonna leave her there? Hey, you're, dr- you're, I'm leaving drunk people at the bar every time I leave the bar, dude. I mean, she's a woman. Take care of herself. I mean, dude, if you're making out in the bar with her, you can't get like so. Dude, she's enough for you to stick your your tongue down her face versus but you- sticking my my penis. Yes. Well, no, I mean, but again, just because you drive her home doesn't mean you gotta like have sex with her. That's that's what I'm saying though. That's what I'm not opening myself up into is like why, do, why dude, why'd you even take her home? Why'd you even why'd you even do that? Wow, no, that's that's being a gentleman. You leave a drive for a dive and you get something bad to eat. And this singing closing time with that little bar across the street. Been two by two strangers and lovers headed for the covers, hooking up. And that TV in your two bedroom sounds turned off. And through the paper thin walls, you can hear the neighbor's cigarette cough. There's a million things you could be doing, but there's one thing you're damn sure glad you did. Take a drunk girl home, let her sleep all alone. Leave her keys on the counter, your number by the phone. Pick up her. Oh, you're right. 
you're right. He met her at the bar because you're yeah. leaving your number by the phone. Yeah. So I, 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 that's my whole thing is like at the end of the day, if you're too intoxicated to come home with me, like, I, I mean, what am I? So I'm just going to put you on the couch and hope that everybody feels that it's okay. okay now, is he saying, because maybe this is <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> Let's get deep, deep diving into Chris Jansen here, yeah. ladies and gentlemen. I think maybe what he's saying there is, is that she's begging you to take her home. So you do it, but you know that you're not going to pursue the sex with her because it's not appropriate. And so what happens is then the next morning she wakes up and realizes, oh, what a good guy. That's, I mean, there is a level of intoxication where people need to realize that consent necessarily does not exist anymore, where it's like... It's a tricky line. Right, and that's the whole thing. It's, it's a like tricky line. A, ver- a very tricky line. There's a million things you could be doing, but there's one thing you're damn sure glad you did. Take a drunk girl home. He's right. I mean, dude, up. I've done that. I mean, he's right. There is something about that where, like, when you pull away from her house and you realize, dude, that you did the adult thing and you got somebody home safely and you didn't try to capitalize on on, on, on it for yourself, there is a little bit of pride that comes in that when you drive home and you realize, like, oh, I'm a good person. But you were doing that because eventually you want to have sex with her. Well, it's not, it's not mean, taking a drunk person home. I mean, let's be hot. I mean, dude, that's why guys do everything they do in the hopes that one day it'll turn into sex for them. I mean, dude, nobody does anything completely selflessly. I mean, nobody. Take a drunk girl home. Let her sleep all alone. Leave her keys on the counter. Your number by the phone. Pick up her. In a boy and a man, you take a drunk girl home. It's, what a strange thing to write a song about. And, and isn't he, isn't like Chris Jansen like a, a for the most part, a bro country, like cracking beers, dude, and doing the whole, oh, yeah. like, like, living the stereotype? He's the buy me a boat song guy. Okay. He was like that, and I can fix a drink. Okay. I, can do, I so mean, he's, he's that totally guy. that guy. Okay. Yeah, he's, the, he's normally like the kind of party guy. Yeah, but you can be a party guy and not a rapist. <laughs> well, right, but that's the whole thing, too. He's like, that's the difference between a boy and a man. And it's like, just because when I was 22, doesn't mean I was out there raping chicks. Well, like. well but again, there, you're... You're making you're making boy and man about age, and I don't think it's necessarily that. You can turn into a man at a very young age. It's when you start to live. It's when you start to do the right thing. Although, you know what I mean? Like, uh, you know, I mean, at 16, if you're both hammered, you're probably going to have sex before consent's really like a thing. So that's going to be a thing. But so, I mean, what he's saying does make sense. It's just it's a weird thing to write a song about. But there was another song on that Top 40 station, right? Where the, she's, the, the song starts and she's throwing up in the bathroom and he's holding her hair and he was there for her and everybody loved that song. And it was a huge smash hit because, look, he's not going to, he's not, I mean, that's all this is. It's the country version of that. I don't even remember the, what the name of that yeah, song is. Yeah, I don't know what you're talking about either. No, there's that, you know, KDD plays that song 300 times a day where the guy's like combing the woman's hair. She's throwing up in the bathroom and he leaves. I'll ask, dude, I'll ask Kennedy during the break. I'll ask one of those, you know, KDD, you know, people about that because that's like a that song's a smash hitting on the radio all the time. It starts all acoustically. The guy's like patting himself on the back for doing the right thing. She left you a message. She thanked you on the phone because you picked up her life. She threw. 
on the floor You left the hall lights on Walked out and locked the door I'll tell you the alarming thing for me in this song Is that dude, like so many dudes are doing this wrong That we needed a song about the guy that does it right Like that's Yeah, way to pat yourself on the back for like, not being a sexual assailant Like that's alarming All lights on Walked out and locked the door That's how she knows The difference between a boy and a man Take a drunk girl home Take a drunk girl home. Take a drunk girl home. Chris Chance is not the best singer on the face of the planet. No, there. he's not. He's not. That's why normally he makes the kind of songs he makes because right. he's not. You know, he's not belting out the the vocals there. Fancy, oh, give me the vote there. It's a turn. Um, not a very good song from a musical standpoint. Not a very good song from a lyrical standpoint. And as far as like the messaging of it goes, I really feel like that was kind of like the quote unquote nice guy anthem. The guy who's always like, "Well, I'm always nice to girls. Why don't they like me?" Just being nice to somebody doesn't mean they're going to be sexually attracted to you. So no, I'm normally say, they friend zone. I'm going to say that's a big old term. No, right normally there. being mean to women is high. As ironically as how you end up with them. Normally, you do the nice thing, and they friend zone your ass. I got to vote turd on that song as well. It's a turd. I'm going to track down the name of that other song, because right. it's basically the same exact song where the, this guy in the top 40 formats, like, you know, giving himself credit, because, like, their relationship started with her being too drunk or whatever, and that whole thing. I'll find that out, and we'll also play you the new five-finger death punches that are covering the offspring. That's next on Rock 106.9. the break, we played you uh, Chris Jansen's new song, Drunk Girl, and I was relating it to a top 40 song, and I couldn't remember the name of it. Luckily, Kylie had been listening and tweeted in and told me that I was thinking of James Arthur's Say You Won't Let Go. And she's right. That is what I was thinking of. And it's the same exact song. I met you in the dark. You lit me up. You made me feel though as I was enough. We danced the night away. We drank too much. I held your back when you were, or your hair back when you were throwing up. She turns around, says you should stay. And he says, no, you need rest and bails out. Same exact song. Same exact song. Like, dude, I'm being a good dude because I'm not going to, I'm not going to pursue sex when you're inebriated. Same exact song. It's weird. That What a weird thing to write a song about. Like, you know, that's that almost it's almost like it's like these guys that are so pro feminism that they end up being sexual predators behind it all. Like, like songs like that. That's what almost, you know, what that makes me think of. Like, I'm going out of my way to show you how good of a person I am because secretly behind it all, I'm, I'm really awful because dude, real good people feel like you can tell and don't feel like they have to go overboard with it. Like, that's what that feels like to me. Both those songs. What a weird thing to write a song about. Like, hey, I'm not a ra- <laughs> dude. Like the, the declaration of I'm not a rapist. That's just strange to me. We also played the new Taylor Swift, gorgeous. And I just felt like that was like, just, uh, just, just all right. wasn't wasn't that good. We have new Five Finger Death Punch now, though, and they uh, they have covered the offspring. The song is gone away. Black roses and hail marys. We're all just black roses and hail marys. On the I could find you there. I wouldn't have known that was Five Finger right out of the gate, him singing like that. Really? Nah, I would. I mean, it, it just doesn't sound like the stereotypical Five Finger sound. Oh, see, to me, if you listen to like the bleeding, because they have a lot of songs like this where they kind of start melodic. Okay. And they go, and he, he kind of sings. They have a lot of songs that kind of do that, so like I knew that was him. Pulled away before your time, I can't deal it's so unfair and it feels and it feels like heaven so far away and it feels 
Yet feels like the world has grown cold now that you've gone away. Oh, you know what they're doing? They're doing the, we're going to make the song deeper. Oh, we're okay. going to make it deeper because we're going to slow it down. A little disturbed and, by yeah, sound of silence and, there. And, and the lyrics are brooding and they're about something uncomfortable. So we're going to make it slower so it's more introspective. And yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's what they're doing, right? I know you guys can't see this, but I just rolled my eyes. <laughs> that's not, well, that's what they're doing. I expected more yelling. Well, maybe we'll get into it. I expected more Monster Energy drinks, but what do I know? I don't get into the energy drink thing at all. I just don't like those. Leaving flowers on your grave Show that I still care Black roses and Hail Mary It's already better than their House of the Rising Sun cover. It's already better than that. That was bad. Here we go. Eh. Eh. What's wrong with that? I thought this was just going to be, I thought it was going to be like, all right, five finger tie, boom, 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 boom. But no, it just kind of. I think that would have been the wrong way to go. I think this whole thing is the wrong way to go. I disagree. Honestly, listening to it, this is the way, this is the tempo the Offspring version should have been. When you think about what the subject matter of the song is, it's almost better to be slowed like this. And I love the Offspring. And like I said about covers earlier in the show, and this will be so true of this, you go see Five Finger Live, this song will be awesome live. It'll be a great live song. This will be a great portion of their show. They didn't try to make it like one of their like aggressive anthem. I think that ruins it. I think doing this is actually, I mean, do you hear the lyrical content more than you would have had they done it like traditionally five finger style? I actually really like what they did here. Far away. 
There's Five Finger covering the offspring. Gone away. This is, uh, is the, well, obviously the name of that. Phantom, give me the vote there, buddy. It's a turd. I had nothing about it that I, number one, I felt like I was bored the entire song. And number two, like, there's the, the things that I want from Five Finger Death Punch. They did not deliver there, so I'm going to say turd. I completely 100% disagree. Like, if you're a rock station, you should throw that song on in rotation starting right now. Now, I think the subject matter lends itself to a to a slower melodic song. I feel like Five Finger would have ruined it if they would have tried to make it all monster energyed out like the way a lot of their stuff is. Their first smash hit was a song called The Bleeding, which is exactly like this kind of song. Slow, melodic, brooding. It's kind of like th- th- at the building blocks of Five Finger. I complete, Dude, I think they completely nailed it. They knocked that song completely out of the park. That song is not a turd. Not a turd. Aside from that, we are done for the day. Pod- Podcast, whatever you had missed at WRQK.com shortly after 10 a.m. We have a pair of charge tickets to pass out before we get out of here. Let's do that right now. We'll take caller 17-1-800-243-7625 on those. Aside from that, you guys have a great afternoon. See you. Toby Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9.